Hello, human. It is I, Professor Synapse. I would like to introduce you to my colleague, Miss Neura. Miss Neura is a fellow AI educator, focused on making artificial intelligence and machine learning accessible to all. Her goal is to demystify AI and prepare people for the future. Miss Neura has a gift for breaking down complex topics into simple and engaging explanations. Her passion for teaching and technology shines through in all of her work. She's motivated by a vision of AI developed responsibly and for the benefit of humanity. So without further ado, take it away, Miss Neura. Hey, friends. It's me, Miss Neura, here today to chat all about one of my fave ML algorithms, the Support Vector Machine, or SVM for short. Now I know SVM sounds like some kind of futuristic gadget. But in machine learning, it's a super useful method for classification and regression tasks. The key words here are hyperplanes and margins. I know, I know, it sounds a little mathy. But SVM has a really intuitive idea behind it that I can't wait to break down. Stick with me and soon you'll be a pro at finding optimal hyperplanes to divide and conquer data. SVM history. Let's take a quick spin through history lane to see how this rockin' algorithm came to be. It all started in the 1960s with mathematician Vladimir Vapnik's work on statistical learning theory. In 1979, Vapnik and his colleague Alexei Chervonenkis published a paper that laid the foundation for SVMs using VC dimension. Fancy math. Then, in 1992, Bozer, Guyan, and Vapnik suggested ways to actually implement the method and handle large datasets, bringing SVM to life. The big eureka for handling nonlinear data came in 1964 from Azerman, Braverman, and Rosenauer. They introduced kernels. Through the 1960s to 1990s, SVMs evolved with theories and algorithms from a bunch of clever statisticians and computer scientists. By the 1990s, SVMs were rocking it in the ML world, nailing competitions like the handwritten digit benchmark. Today, SVM remains a top machine learning algorithm, especially for working in high dimensions. How SVM works The key idea behind SVM is finding the optimal hyperplane to separate classes. What's a hyperplane, you ask? It's just a fancy word for a dividing line. Say we have 2D data like points on a graph. The hyperplane would be a 1D line splitting up the two classes. SVM tries to orient this line so that it has the maximum margin between the points of the two classes. The points closest to the line are called support vectors, like the line's BFFs. Intuitively, a larger margin equals lower generalization error. Less room for new points to cross the line. So SVM finds the weights that maximize this margin, making the hyperplane as thick as possible. For nonlinear data, SVM uses kernels to transform points into higher dimensions. Then it can find an optimal hyperplane there. The kernel trick is what makes SVM so flexible and powerful. We use kernels to transform data into higher dimensional spaces. It's like viewing the stars. When you stare up at the sky at night, the lights, and even the moon, may appear two-dimensional. But when we use a telescope to view stars' details become more visible because we see it in a three-dimensional detail. So if our 2D points don't have an obvious linear divider, 
we can use a kernel to blast them into 3D space where a hyperplane emerges. The kernel helps surface hidden patterns to make the data more separable. The algorithm. Let's get into the mathematical guts of how SVM works its optimization magic. Given training points and labels, SVM solves for the weights and bias that maximize the margin. The math finds the optimal hyperplane weights W and bias B. The hyperplane equation is W times X plus B equals zero. We want to maximize the margin or distance between classes. This optimization problem is formulated as maximize M, the margin, for each point x underscore i, each individual data point, w times xi plus b greater than or equal to plus 1 for class plus 1, w times xi plus b greater than or equal to minus 1 for class minus 1. For example, in a data set with various measurements for different flowers, xi could be the features for one flower, petal length, petal width, sepal length, etc. The optimization constraints are enforced for every training point xi. This ensures that each data point satisfies the condition of being on the correct side of the hyperplane. Solving this gives the max margin hyperplane, so the points closest to the margins are the support vectors. This finds the optimal line that separates the classes. The solution gives the hyperplane with maximum distance to support vectors. The predicted class of a new point is based on which side of the hyperplane it lands. Some key steps. 1. Map data to higher dims using kernel, optional. 2. Solve for weights that maximize margin. 3. The points near hyperplane are support vectors. 4. Predict class based on side of hyperplane. While complex behind the scenes, the optimization identifies the ideal hyperplane for separation. Advantages of SVMs. SVM has some really nice perks that make it a popular machine learning algorithm. First, it works well in high-dimensional spaces with lots of features. More dimensions equals more power. It's also memory efficient, since only the support vectors are needed once the model is trained. You can choose different kernel functions to transform the data and make it separable. Very versatile. SVM performs well even if you only have a small training dataset. The margins help reduce overfitting. In summary, key advantages are handles high dimensions well, memory efficient with support vectors, flexible kernels for nonlinearity, good performance with small data, limitations of SVM. While SVM is powerful, it's not perfect. Some drawbacks to keep in mind doesn't perform well with overlapping, nonlinear data. Complex kernels can help, but still make it more difficult. No probability estimate. Just predicts the class, not the likelihood. Kernel computations can get expensive with large datasets. Choose carefully. Choosing the right kernel and tuning hyperparameters like C can be tricky. The trade-off between maximizing the margin and allowing some examples to violate the margin to avoid overfitting is important for generalizability. Needs feature scaling for optimal performance. Harder to interpret overall model compared to, say, a decision tree. The key is choosing the right kernel for your data and tuning regularization and other parameters through cross-validation. Also be mindful of computation time with large training sets.
may need sampling or approximation methods. Applications SVM is versatile and effective for both classification and regression tasks. Some examples of applying SVM in the real world. Image classification identify objects in images. Useful for medical imaging. Text classification categorize documents like spam slash not spam or sentiment. Handles high dimensionality. Handwriting recognition classify handwritten digits and letters. Works well with image data. Bioinformatics analyze gene or protein data for classification and prediction. Handy for nonlinear data. Time series forecasting make predictions for continuous variables over time like prices or weather. SVM is a workhorse algorithm useful across industries like healthcare, finance, security, manufacturing, and more. TLDR SVM is a supervised ML algorithm that finds the optimal hyperplane between classes. It maximizes the margins to reduce generalization error. Useful for classification and regression tasks, SVM handles nonlinearity through kernels. Pros include effectiveness in high dimensions and versatility. Cons include poor overlap handling and black box complexity. Vocabulary Support vectors data points closest to the hyperplane. Kernel function that transforms data to make it more separable. Margin distance between the hyperplane and support vectors. Hyperplane decision boundary separating classes. Overfitting when a model matches the training data too closely. Generalization how well a model performs on new unseen data. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Please give us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Synaptic Labs. See you next time.